0: Hey, Take 3 listeners, it is Jordan here, and I first wanted to say that we here at Take 3 know that there are other podcasts you could be listening to during this period of isolation, but we do thank you for choosing ours. Uh, I'm sure that you are well aware of the state of the world at the moment, and there's a lot of what-ifs and unknowns and uh, how-do-I-know-what-to-trust happening right now. And I wanted to offer just a bit of relief before we start this episode. Uh, I am an avid listener of the podcast called This Week in Virology, or TWIV for short. Uh, And if you're looking for a trustworthy source, TWIV releases weekly episodes covering updates with COVID-19. They pride themselves on putting data first and sort of dismantling conspiracy theories if they aren't backed up. And they have a batch of experts from the field every week to deliver current events. Now, the podcast usually focuses on discussing like current events with epidemiology and virology, but over the last few weeks, they've, you know, obviously. Uh, solely cover the coronavirus. Uh, I trust them to provide the facts and recommendations on how to navigate this difficult time, and you should definitely uh, give them a listen, and you should tell them we sent you. Again, they are This Week in Virology. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're on all major podcast apps, uh, but they're also online at microbe.tv slash twiv. Again, that's microbe.tv slash twiv. I hope that helps, and uh, now I'll stop talking so you guys can listen to the episode. Thanks for your support, guys. I guess I kind of thought she was going to be this
1: meek person hiding, and she's like, no, I'll cut your
0: Nazi head off. Hey there, I'm Jordan. And I'm Nick. We're just two regular guys who love talking about film. And now we'd like to talk to you. We decided to break down our discussions into three parts. Because everyone loves a gimmick. We discuss our expectations for a film before we watch it. That's take one. We give our immediate thoughts following the film. That's take two. And finally, we research the film at length to prepare for an informed and in-depth discussion. And that's take three. So if you love film even half as much as we do, join in on the conversation. This is Take Three, a movie podcast.
1: Take one.
0: All right. So
1: this is kind of an anomaly. The last time this happened, it was episode seven, The Matrix, uh, a movie that I have not seen and you have. Oh, correct. When you watched this movie, I was promptly told, no, you can't watch this. We have to do an episode on it.
0: Yeah, we do. And that's when you were allowed to watch it. So it's like, okay. Cool. And this, for me, came way out of left field. I think the Thor movies are my least favorite movies of the MCU. And I know he he did the third one, right? He did Ragnarok.
1: I know you hate Ragnarok. I remember you being um, not happy,
0: which sucks. Because like, I love the cast. I love Tessa Thompson, Um, who played—is it Hela? Kate Blanchett. Oh my God! Yes, duh. She's amazing. But yeah, just didn't. I just i. Really can't get into the Thor movies for some reason. But what else, what other movies has Taika Waititi done? So he did a movie called um, What We Do in the
1: Shadows, I think it's what it's called. Um, the
0: Vampire One. And yeah, I it's like that de- he had a hand in the TV show as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then he did a movie called Hunt
1: for the Wilder People. Mm-hmm. And that has Julian Dennison in it. I think that's his name. I'm going to just bleep it out if it's wrong. Um, <laughs> but that it's the kid that was in Deadpool 2. Yeah, I gotcha. I thought he was awesome. You know, I, I, I have not seen these other ones. I really only know Taika from his Marvel work. I love Ragnarok. I'm on the opposite side of you. I really enjoyed it. I've really looked forward to seeing his other work, but it's just like there's just only so much time in a day to be able to watch movies. And
0: there was, it's just been an onslaught of trying to uh, catch up with yeah. all the movies that we have to watch. So. For sure. I think maybe what went wrong for me was that the first two Thors were kind of, I mean, there were funny elements in it, just like there are funny elements in every Marvel movie. But to me, it was like, you know, your typical action movie. And then along comes this third one. And it's just sort of like there's a joke every two lines. and it Yeah, kind of, it's probably like the Marvel movie that takes itself the least serious. Yeah. Part of me wants to maybe even go back and try Ragnarok again, knowing what I know now. He's a very funny guy. Like, I'm I'm sure it's all infused
1: with comedy. Uh, This just seems to be, obviously, it's this most serious subject matter. I think everybody was kind of met with a little bit of pause when we heard that he was going to make a movie wherein uh, the main characters were Nazi or Nazi affiliate. And uh, (laughs) and, uh, he was going to play
0: Hitler so but he does such a good job he killed it in this movie he did such a great job he describes this movie as uh what
1: he thought of what could have been like a career ender (laughs) he was very aware that this was
0: a leap yeah yeah 10 minutes into the movie you kind of forget where you are like the sort of that sensitivity you kind of get the the intention i guess And it's just, you just get immersed in, in this beautiful universe and the cast is amazing. And I just, I can't wait for you. I think you're, you're going to love this. And I think it it was interesting because I think you had seen Parasite and you were like, wait for me before you watch it. And you said that it became part of your top five favorite movies of all time.
1: Yeah. And I think I'm obsessed
0: with Parasite. Yeah. And for good reason, like Parasite, it's a great movie, but, uh. I honestly, I kind of like Jojo Rabbit better. Uh, and I'm eager to see how this affects or how this compares with Parasite in your mind. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely. very excited. This is just one of those movies where, you know, I mean, obviously, I, since I've not seen it,
1: I, I just don't know. But I've I've heard a lot of um, positive things about it. But I remember hearing a lot of like negative things about how irresponsible it was to portray Nazis in this light at this certain time in American history. And it, it's just, I'm trusting you. <laughs> it all makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine uh, it's probably something along the lines of the way that Joker was received by many and that a lot of people had a lot of problems with this movie before they saw it. And they didn't just give it a chance. Because I think Joker got this, like, sticker slapped on it that like this is a white male rage movie and this is uh promoting uh violence and all that stuff and it's like i i feel like i could argue for hours that that movie is is like the antithesis of that so um i am <laughs> definitely so I looking to forward that. to this i uh, you know movies definitely get like a weird rap, especially around award season when people are uh people on the internet are trying to take down
0: certain movements and, and stop mm-hmm. certain things and in their tracks. So but also defend others like with their lives and yeah. it, just, it's, it gets very intense. Fandoms are weird and especially I mean, like a movie like this, you know,
1: I think it's it is just best for those out there, don't take our word for it, watch this movie as well. So when we break, <laughs> you should break too and go watch this movie. Correct.
0: Take two.
1: I have a lot of thoughts, honestly. Tell me all of them. Well, okay, so I think I at first I might have been a little bit put off by how much fun was being portrayed. The Holocaust is like a, a really big deal and is a very, you know, horrific thing that happened. And I just I would hate for someone to get caught up in that and not see the message of the movie because right. There definitely is a message. Like it's it's funny when the most driven for the cause person in the entire movie is the child. It is is Jojo. Like if it were just him, I mean I was really supposed to be rooting for him to succeed, I might not have liked this movie as much. I think what we were rooting for is for him to kind of see the light and for him Which to change. He
0: did. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah.
1: And um and it had, you know, uh, a supporting cast of people who, while, yeah, there were some Nazi characters uh, and, and they were, you know, dopishly likable. Um, <laughs> what what Sam Rockwell wound up doing at the end, Scarlett Johansson's presence throughout, and then Thomas and McKenzie's presence throughout. Like if any of these pieces were missing, I don't think it would have been a move for me, honestly.
0: I think this movie did everything correctly. I think it succeeded in being this lens through which we can see so blatantly just how stupid like being a Nazi was. Like you sort of have these bouncy characters that, you know, make this sort of Wes Anderson universe of fun and symmetry and colors. And it makes it seem so bouncy and fun. And it's just all so ridiculous. And, I think it is so successfully self-aware that you, you kind of set all of the evil aside to kind of focus on this kid who you do root for and you do want to see change. And I think the transition of all of the characters that we do meet is, is beautiful. Um, Sam Rockwell's character and Elfie Allen. This is the first time I realized that in their outfits they all had the purple the, – their their capes had the – not purple, but they had the pink triangles all over them, which I'm sure you know what that symbolizes. Yeah. And then like what he does for him at the end and it's just like you, you – you, he made you fall in love with these Nazis. But I mean at the end like are, can you really consider them Nazis because they were fighting for the opposite side the whole time and it's – I don't know. It's just – it's a – Terribly Wait, conflicting. You, who, who are you saying, can you really consider them Nazis? Uh, like Sam Rockwell and Alfie Allen. They were fighting against the Nazis? I mean, I think at first that they were, but I mean, clearly they knew that they were outcasts, and so they kind of put themselves in these positions. The way I got it was that he was just, I mean, he was clearly a Nazi. He had lost. He
1: was about to get, they were all about to get either taken prisoner or shot, and he
0: and he saved Jojo. i disagree because i think even from the beginning i think we were supposed to know that these two men were different and i think we were supposed to know that deep down they knew they didn't belong and the people that they were fighting for would have been against them if they really knew them and i mean clearly sam knew jojo's mom he knew what she was fighting for when he went to look at, um, Elsa's papers. Uh, oh yeah. He, okay.
1: Okay. That he makes helped sense. Them, yeah. He did help
0: them. You're right. You're right. Right. I mean, he still helped kids get into Nazi camp, which like, I mean, that's, you know, not okay, obviously, but, uh, I think it was sort of this route from the inside and do what you can. And then, use the finale in the greatest way that you can and go out as completely yourself for the first time, like wear makeup, put on capes and feathers and play (laughs) music. And like, it was just so perfect. and so beautiful. Yeah. I'm less
1: worried now about how people will, Take this movie, you know, in a sense of it trying to glorify or make it seem like Nazis were just misguided or whatever. I don't think that as much. I feel like this is a satire. Oh, for sure. But it actually had some pretty deep emotional moments in it. I mean, I I was uh, pretty heartbroken when Scarlett Johansson died. I think she has had one of her best years in 2019. I mean. Obviously, Avengers Endgame I was blown away by, and Marriage Story was incredible. I thought she should have won Best Actress, but uh, this movie, her character was so not like what I would have imagined a typical mom at that time to be. Right. Um, she seemed like multi-dimensional. She did seem like she was a rebel fighting against or fighting for the cause. I thought that it was funny, their relationship, how she poked fun at him. And then also how she was able to call him out on his shit, like when he, when he was being rude to her at dinner Mm -hmm. and like her way of, her way of doing that, knowing that like, even if it means having to, you know, dress up like the dad or whatever (laughs) and and command some respect, you know what I mean? Like she knew her son well enough to know how to To get to him even though um they were almost diametrically opposed in their beliefs even though she's an adult and he's you know a young Mm -hmm. kid it's so interesting that they were so different to the point where scarlett Johansson was genuinely afraid that he would have told about them hiding a jew like that is
0: -hmm. i don't know like like that is pretty powerful in itself i agree i agree how genius it was that she was able to do it in a way that wasn't giving away her position toward, you know, the Germans and like, she lost a daughter and a husband and yet she's able to maintain this, this persona as if she's not affected by it at all. And she wants nothing more than for her son to be protected and a gentleman and shield him from you know, these terrible, terrible things that are out there. And, and she does a great job up until the very, very end. And Yeah. Well, are we supposed to believe that the the husband's dead? I thought him I being thought so.
1: MIA or whatever kind of meant that he was out there fighting the good fight like what she was trying to be doing. I mean, there's obviously a lot left up for interpretation in this movie.
0: Right. And I, I honestly don't even remember if they even mentioned how the daughter died. Do you remember that at no, all?
1: No, no. Yeah, I mean,
0: see, because there are some things that I want to look up again. Um, so I will be watching this another time. But um, I like to believe that her dad or that JoJo's dad was sort of in the same position as her where she sort of like um, like quietly fighting uh, the rebellion and or supporting the rebellion, yeah. I guess, but kind of ultimately got caught. And I think that was her way of sh- sort of shielding him from that. Um, and especially when she, you know, made him. Look at the people hanging, and like that was such a powerful moment. Um, and the that buildings was. that were that were like looking—it's oh, just so good, so 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 good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that a tightrope was walked with Taika being Hitler. I think that you know, with with Taika's sensibilities of being just ridiculous and silly. You know, you don't want Hitler to come off like like people's favorite character or to be, you know, to to laugh and think he's so great. Um, But I think he plays him as a... Not even like a bumbling idiot, but like a a very accurate perception of how a ten year old Nazi might see him. Exactly, and, exactly,
0: and with a ten year old brain. Exactly, and um, that's that's another thing that like that's what makes this movie so genius is that you're really not falling in love with Hitler. I think with falling in love with Tyga's character, it's sort of you're falling in love with an extension of JoJo. Yeah, and um, really, I mean JoJo's the hero here, and. Uh, I, I think it's less falling in love with Hitler. <laughs> and I, uh, I do love that
1: when he comes in at the end, I was thinking, I was like, I, it'll be a strong choice if they just keep him out of the movie. If after he killed himself and mm-hmm. abandoned Jojo, he never comes back. But I also thought it was a, a strong decision for Jojo's story Um like a a good point for him in his story to be able to cast him
0: out yeah to get the closure for it yeah yeah
1: the ending like the very ending a little I mean obviously it's a little ambiguous I think it's cute I don't know what I was expecting I mean I'm I'm fine with it it didn't leave me like oh my god did you not like the ending that's what I'm saying like I don't I don't really
0: did you not love the ending I don't think I'm either here nor there on it. Oh my god, I think the ending was one of the best parts. I so watching this the second time, it made me realize some things when uh Jojo's mom was talking about I forget what the conversation was, but one of her lines was dancing is f- for people who are free. And when Jojo asked Elsa like what she's going to do when she's free, she was like I'm going to dance and they finally were able to do that. And that yeah. is, it was just like one of the most perfect endings ever. To me like that this ending stuck with me and it, it will stick with me for a very long time, I'm sure. I, I just think it, it wrapped everything up so beautifully. Like I don't have anything against it. I don't know.
1: I, I don't know what I was expecting again. I, I just
0: I think it was weird at first to hear him say like I, I couldn't quite understand why he said that Germany won. I don't know why he lied to her. Oh, I I
1: think I do. I'm he was afraid to lose her. He was afraid to he was the only she was the only person he had left.
0: That's true. That's true. I think I I kind of saw it more as it it made us see more of her character and her trust in Jojo. Because at that point, I feel like after she learned that um, Germany had won, she really had no reason to not believe him. So her willingness to just walk out and be like, all right, like I'm I'm just as much your protector as you are mine. Like if I'm going to walk this world pretending that I'm your sister or if I have to hide myself for the rest of my life or if I really am walking out this door and meeting my demise, like I'm going to trust you. I'm going to walk hand in hand with you and we're going to do this together. And I thought that was such a strong moment for her. And when she slapped him, that was so well deserved. And then when she like finally realized that it was all – you know, a lie, she could finally be free. She could finally dance. And that was a beautiful moment, I thought. Yeah. Like she had nothing to lose at that point. And she still, she's like, she walked out with him and she was like, yeah, I'm going to fight this with you. And and it strengthened that relationship for me. That does make sense. I agree. I think I would have liked to have seen
1: some sort of resolution when it comes to them actually getting to safety versus them just walking outside in war-torn Germany. And even though, you know, the war is over, it's still not a
0: safe place for Jews. So I don't know. We'll agree to disagree. I'm very, very excited to look more into this. I think there are a lot of things that I want clarified. I kind of I want to look more into the shoe tying. Like I get um, you know, that ties into the rabbits somewhat and uh is very this thing that for lack of a better term ties him and his mother together like the first thing that he did when he saw his mother is make sure that her shoes were tied it's like this is not my mom if her shoes are untied and he tries to tie it and he just can't and that was that was a really strong moment um and then the whole butterfly thing I I think the first time obviously I saw him following the blue butterfly to his mom but then after that I started seeing more blue butterflies in in certain parts of the frames and stuff um and I'd love to look more into that as well and I love so another thing that I picked up on so many times people were pointing out how ugly he was and then there was one line that stuck out to me when um he was saying yeah jews love ugly things and after that he he was he kept asking hitler and um or like his imaginary friend hitler he's like am i ugly and he says yes so i think to him that was sort of his like first transition into falling in love with elsa i guess yeah i thought that was really really sweet that is Going back to Scarlett Johansson, like this is one of the few movies that I've seen her in where I'm not always being pulled back to, oh, this is the Black Widow. I feel like she's sort of branded herself as like an action star. And uh, it's difficult to separate that from her sometimes. And this is one of the few movies where I was able to do that. Like I was I was fully transported to her character. Watch uh, Marriage and Story. And, yeah, I was going to say that's uh, that's next on my list is is to watch Marriage Story. I mean, I, that
1: is Kylo Ren. And Black Widow, (laughs) and you don't even like it doesn't even register. They are so
0: good, and I'm I'm very eager to uh, to to watch that one. So that will be next on my list. I'll admit I'm a little bit disappointed at how I don't want to say not well you're taking this, but I expected you to just like be head over heels in love with this, and it doesn't really seem like that's the case. Like I wanted to make sure that that you did like this movie.
1: I did. I did a lot. I mean, and I was blown away by the script. I mean, I'm only I'm saying great things. Like, I I think I was, again, very cautiously optimistic, um, skeptical about how they were going to be able to pull this off. Uh, Kid actors, he he said, I think when he was doing his Oscar press round, um, after he had won his Oscar, he said that he would Cast characters that were so – sim or cast actors that were so similar to the characters that he had written that they don't even really have to act much. That they could just <laughs> kind of say the lines. Yeah. Um, and so that he – you know, that he found kids that were so spot on to these characters he had created that they come off looking like rock stars. They absolutely Good should. for him. Good for them. I um, hope they both – Find lots and lots of work. (laughs) Even Thomas and McKenzie, seems like she's a little bit older, obviously. Um, I I can't imagine... Yeah, I can't imagine her not getting tons of work. She's so talented. She's got... Like, I, I remember at first I was like, oh, shit. I I guess I kind of thought she was going to be this, like, meek person hiding. And she's like, no, I'll cut your Nazi head off.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, bitch.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's probably how you have to be, you know, to if you're fighting for your life in that yeah. situation.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, it's also obviously to teach Jojo a lesson. There's the whole sequence where she's, like, got her hand over his mouth. And she's like, who's strong now? And yeah, like really trying to prove a point and nail that home because he's got this, like, False hubris that he really just doesn't know what to do with, and he just thinks he's the coolest thing ever, and he's on top of the world, and he can do anything. And yeah, she puts yeah. him in his place real quick. But, there uh, were definitely shades of Shoshana,
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, in uh, from Inglorious Bastards in her mm. character, and I that made me so I was like, oh, Shoshana Dreyfus is like. One of my favorite Quentin Tarantino characters of all time. So that's, I think, my favorite Tarantino movie of all time. I, I fucking love that movie. Totally so much. get it.
0: Totally um, get it.
1: But she's incredible, and like the the strength of a of a woman who's lost everything and um, is trapped in a world that isn't for her. It's just and then survives. I don't know. It's it's pretty dope. I
0: agree. I, agree. I really did like this movie. Good. Good. I also did not realize that this was based off of a book. I'm going to say that I'm going to read it, and, and then not by the time you hear take three. I probably will not have, unless it's like a 100-page book. If it's if it's short, then I'll read it. Take three. I didn't read it. Of course you didn't. <laughs> I know, like, weeks have gone by <laughs> since we recorded that. Yeah, but, That that was um, a while ago. Yeah, I did not read it. That's okay. Surprise. <laughs> No one's surprised. I'm sure it's a good book. I actually I did some research on the book, and we can go into it if you'd like. Whatever makes you happy.,
1: well, uh, welcome back, everybody. I mean, like you're just watching one episode, but it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a long time and everyone's quarantined and isolated now yeah like the world is um has drastically changed it's funny though because like i mean it's not funny but like it's interesting though because everybody's like oh my god i'm quarantined and i'm stuck in my house and it's been 3 days and it's killing me and i'm like <laughs> i have been bedridden for months like <laughs> i feel you but like times 3000 <laughs> it's been a it's been a uh, an interesting year for sure already
0: But then you have the other half of people saying like, uh, you know, I'm an introvert and I've been training for this my whole life. And I kind of feel that because I've just been in my house or my apartment just ordering Grubhub and watching movies. And that's good.
1: That's good. Like for for
0: people who who can actually
1: stay home and be safe. I wouldn't see that as like a terrible thing. I feel bad for people who are
0: like like losing their jobs and stuff like that and can't work from home. It is. It, I'm not at all saying that this is like a light situation. I'm not saying that um, I don't appreciate the people who do have to work and who yeah. are still making society run. But I do think it's interesting because, like I, like we've had problems in the U S. and it always feels like it's sort of been local like you know if there's ever a political thing i'm always like in the mindset of oh this you know this is just local kind of thing but this is a global thing i think that's what makes this feel so surreal is that the entire planet is dealing with this yeah i think it's a really interesting like experience i don't know it's
1: you know i always at the end of the disaster movies it always feels like the ones that end positively it, it it ends because nations unite (laughs) and um it might be hard for people to want to unite with us at the moment um Mm -hmm. i wouldn't want to unite with us at the moment but (laughs) i feel like uh there will there is like a light at the end of the tunnel um Mm -hmm. it might seem really shitty right now i mean i'm just like hearing people like oh i don't have a place to go to work that's nuts to me Mm -hmm. and people who still have to go to work i mean People who are working. I used to work in Walmart. If I was still working there right now, I'd still have to go in there. They they cut the hours. Like they, yeah. uh, none of them are open overnight. But um, the people are still in there working, you know, and getting screamed at because they don't have this and that and this and that. And Aren't you glad you got out of there? I really am. I would but I do have friends that are still there, and I don't think any yeah. of them listen to this. But like, <laughs> I, uh, I am definitely sympathetic. <laughs> now look, we're gonna talk about this movie. I do want to say one thing that I've come around on, because I've watched the end of it a couple of times, and I don't even know if I took it out. Like, we had a pretty decent conversation about the ending of this movie. Yes. And I don't know if I, like, trimmed it a little bit. I thought maybe it just went on a little bit too long um, in take two, but it was lengthy. You know, I've watched it since then. I'm I'm okay with it. Like, I'm I'm happy. But I think it was a fitting ending. I'm not going to shit on the ending anymore. Good. So I will give the, the ending a thumbs up instead of, like, a meh, like I, I did before
0: good i think uh that is probably one of my favorite movie endings ever aside from like annihilation like it's just so cute and it wraps everything up so beautifully i did want to uh put a disclaimer take two i maybe said like that that was a good moment or a strong moment maybe like 10 times (laughs) And, uh, I just want to apologize. I was listening to it again and I was like, God, you need to just shut up. You need to stop talking forever.
1: I think you did really good.
0: I'm not, I don't worry about it. Thank you. Thank you. I did research the book. Tell me about it. Uh, I didn't read it, but I did research it. But before I do that, I had a question. Did you know that Taika Waititi? Oh, I also, I also wanted to say, I wrote a note here. I said several times, I feel like it sounded like Taiga. And I know that it's not taiga. I want I want it to be clear that like I knew it was Taika YTT. Um, <laughs> that would be just funny. like a
1: mixture up. of the rapper Taiga and yeah. Taika Waititi. Yeah, I'm that would be a in really culture, interesting even... person. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's fine. I don't think anybody was like, is he saying Taiga? Well, if I they did probably. I did when I listened to it, and that's
0: I just wanted to clear that up. How many but more also... things are you going to talk about that you messed up in?
1: No, no more.
0: Days. Okay, no more. But I have one question. Did you know that that is not his actual name? And no, not, I don't think I ever. I just believed him. What is his actual name? His name is Taika David Cohen. Did you know that? No, I read a Wikipedia article and it said that. What the hell was, does Watiti come from? I don't know. I didn't read that far. <laughs>
1: Giving you the facts, ladies and gentlemen, but like just the facts, no explanation. <laughs> well, uh, good. I'm glad right. that
0: his name, he changed his name. I was just going to say I was um, wondering, Mr. Marvel and Encyclopedia of All Things Movies, if you knew about that. Or not. No, I did not know his real name. You got me. You bested yeah, me. Just be better next time. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> anyway, the book, Jojo Rabbit, the name was not actually a part of the book. Uh, it's never mentioned it's based off of the book. Is it Kate? Ca- yeah. Caging skies. And yeah, the name Jojo rabbit is never mentioned, which means Taika came up with it. So that whole like rabbit, uh, motif is all, um, it's nothing, nothing to do with the book, which I thought was really, really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the book, it's like an actual air raid that physically scars Jojo. And it's that's not like- as funny. No. <laughs> It's not, but I'm going to say... I'm going to
1: refer to him as Jojo. No, no, no. Um, I mean, that's not as funny... Like, an air raid is not as funny oh, thought, as
0: him blowing himself up. I thought you said that's not his full name. Um, Yeah, it's not as funny. <laughs> um, But his face, like, half of his face is actually paralyzed, and part of his arm is amputated. In the oh, arm. my gosh. So, yeah, it's much more serious he does meet Elsa and they do grow a relationship but it's over the course of a couple years so the book is sort of uh showing Jojo's growth into like a young man instead of like the short period of time that you know it happened in the movie was she
1: a was she like still stowing stowing away in his house I don't know what the word is like hiding just hiding in his house okay
0: yeah so that whole aspect like his mom um was hiding her in her house cool 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 his father does get arrested as a member of the resistance and he gets sent to a concentration camp. And oh wow, I so th- that kind of answers the question. I think right. We didn't know what happened to the dad or if the dad was still out there or not. Yeah, that was my I think I even mentioned in take two. like I think I like to think, I don't like to think, but I think the dad had died. Yeah, A lot of this I've I've taken from an article that summarizes it, and I'll link that in the description. But one of the things, I'll quote this from the article that just really stood out to me and I thought was really beautiful. It says, Left as the only provider for his household with a disability that prevents him from getting sufficient work, Jojo starts to become embittered towards Elsa as an unwanted houseguest. Even more than that, Jojo has adolescent feelings of lust for Elsa, hating her for being the reason his parents were killed, but also bearing affection for her as the only person who understands him and listens to him as ugly and isolated as he has become. And that just sums everything up beautifully. Like it's still, I think that that is the core of the movie that was part of the book. I think that's what uh, Taika grabbed onto and I think that's what he used to build this beautiful story. Okay, I see some aspects of that, but I don't know that we got to spend enough
1: time with Jojo as like a straight up orphan,
0: dealing no, well, with Elsa. No, but let me let me go through my next point, and this might explain things a little okay. better. So the moment that Jojo in the book, the moment that Jojo announces that Germany won, that happens at the halfway point in the book. It does not happen at the end like it does in the movie. Gotcha. Uh, and I think this is where the disconnect occurs because I know that you were saying you really don't like the ending. A lot of the Reddit, uh, announcements. I do, I do now. No, no. Yeah. Right. Right. But I, a lot of the Reddit, um, threads that I've read, a lot of people didn't like the ending. A lot of people were really wanting more. Uh, it, it, it is
1: the kind of ending that you're like, okay, I feel like they're walking out into danger and that was kind of my issue. But no, like No, I disagree a, because
0: like you know as the you know as the watcher that they've won that like it's not like they they ring
1: a bell and then all of the Nazis disappear. It's not no, like I get that they get, get snapped that. out of existence. It is like you're still in a war tor- torn Germany I and guess you're so. a little I mean like sure they went out there and I think she was okay posing as his sister but I just, I don't know. At, the, at In that point, I was like, oh, shit, something bad's about to happen. And then it was like a happy ending. And that's, that was my only issue. I do like as a cinematic flourish, Taika being Taika and needing to have like a very quirky, um, emotional, you know, satisfying kind of happy ending with the kids dancing in the street. That's cool. But like, as yeah. far as like story goes, there, there totally could have been more and it looks like there was more because of what you're saying i see
0: i don't know i think i just disagree with that i think okay. that that's okay. it was crafted in a way that like all of these stories are sort of tied up what happens after doesn't really matter because they both i don't know i don't know as the ending of that
1: story it's fine they get to forever in my mind be kids dancing in the street right but like it kind of ignores the seriousness of the situation and i think That as a movie, maybe, that might be one of the flaws that I've noticed is that like uh, in making it funny and things that it, it, it might to some people, not necessarily to me, but it might to some people seem as if it's treating the situation as less severe than it is. Yeah, I can see that. But again, I think the movie's not at its core about war or about right Um, germany or anything like that it's about jojo and his growth as a as an individual
0: and i can understand that but i think because of the content because of what it's about i think it's too strong of a subject to kind of do that and i understand how people could get you know offended
1: i mean it's hard to do a holocaust movie for sure yeah he, he
0: he took a huge
1: swing and if like certain people don't necessarily agree with exactly what he wound up doing. There's no way to argue that he did not have really good intentions. He was trying to tell, and I think he successfully told a story about hatred and Mm -hmm. uh, judging people for you know them and growth as, you know, like it was like a coming of age story for a little shithead that I hated the whole time, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So just the last few very interesting points about the book. He actually, when he announced that Germany won, he didn't release her he didn't like go out into the street uh he kept her hidden for four years (laughs) oh my god yeah eventually i think like his grandmother was living with him so the whole time she he was still trying to keep her hidden from his grandmother but then his grandmother passed so she could like wander the house a bit more and then according to this article they started fighting a lot and then the neighbors got worried or concerned and that's when jojo revealed that um The war was over and she was like, all right, I'm out. And she just left. So, well, I don't like book Jojo. I don't,
1: I'm not a fan of that at all.
0: I don't either. Yeah. I don't like that either.
1: In the book, you had talked about how she was kind of like an unwanted house guest. And and yes, at that point he was like, get out. You're a Jew. What I saw in that moment of him saying the war is over and Germany won was like,
0: please stay. I have no one. Right, right. The article says that this lie is born out of shame, lust, and loneliness. And I yeah. was going to say that that wraps into what you were saying in take two about like, you're the only one I have left. Please don't leave me. Like it was really- Because he's like 10 or something. Yeah, he's like yeah. little, you know? Yeah. And, and and you know what? I didn't fucking know.
1: I thought she was little too. Thomas McKenzie is like, I think like 19 or 20 years old. Oh, really? I don't know.
0: I thought she was maybe like 14 or something. I, I would she' was like an like, adult. Yeah. But, like, do you think she's portraying, like, a 15 or 16 year old? I don't know. That's not uncommon for Hollywood to do that. Yeah, yeah. And she
1: definitely looks younger. She's, like... She's really, really talented. I really hope she gets mm-hmm. more work. But yeah, I think that the movie did that part better when it comes to him telling her that the war is over, but then almost immediately backtracking and being like, okay, you are safe. You know what I mean? That, that Those come pretty close to each other yes. versus yeah. four years. That's terrible. Like, I immediately don't like that character. For whatever reason, you're holding someone in your house against their will, kind of.
0: Yeah, at that point, she does become, like, kidnapped, <laughs> really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and I think somewhere in the article it says that he mentions to her like this was out of love. It's because I love you, and it's like you're fucking crazy. I don't I don't like that at all. So is, but I've not yeah. read the book. This is all just uh, based on this article that I read. So um, take that as you will. Well, thank God for articles because I wouldn't
1: have read the book. But I'm glad. I mean, I, I certainly won't now. I don't like that character. But this is not a commercial for that book. <laughs> but it is a commercial for the movie because the movie was really good. Hopefully, you've already Everything watched was it. Really good. um you know how you know what i always do i try to get the numbers out there because this is like shit that fascinates me we should have done that first i'm sorry for all the disclaimers no no it's all good (laughs) it's all good this movie cost 14 million dollars to make and um worldwide made 90 million so uh we're yeah we're in the black that's good yeah that's great so it got six academy award nominations right best picture Best Actress in a Supporting Role for Scarlett Johansson. Costume design, film editing, production design, and then writing, which it won. Writing an adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. And I also just wanted to bring this up. This was really funny. Um, w- with the BAFTAs, it also got six BAFTA nominations, which is like the British Oscars. <laughs> he wrote on Twitter, this is amazing. Six is also an upside down nine. So it's basically 10 nominations. Thank you, BAFTA, for this honor of almost 100 BAFTA nominations. So insane. What? Tyga said that? Yeah, and then, then this guy says, Joker has 11. And he said, I know, poor Joker, I've got almost 100. What? <laughs> He's so funny. I don't know. I don't know what the hell he was doing. But He's I thought such that was a hysterical. quirky
0: weirdo. Yeah. I, I love him. He's great. I've got
1: almost 100 Baptonomy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going to talk about this because I think we we had a conversation about this in take two, and I was confused. You had said that there were like reasons to believe, and I totally get that, that the Sam Rockwell character was kind of like an inside mole or some sort of, you know what I mean? Like he was uh, part of the resistance. Yeah, maybe. There are reasons to believe that, but then I also see this, which was interesting. Someone looked at all of the pins on his shirt, like all of the little pins they get. Yeah. It says they clearly indicate that he's a heroic uh, combat veteran and not just some administrator, like, incompetent babysitter.
0: For Germany, though?
1: Yeah, so he's got the cross first and second class, both awarded for personal acts of heroism, a bronze close combat clasp signifying that he's fought a minimum of 15 hand-to-hand engagements, a silver tank destruction badge awarded for individually destroying an enemy tank, with a handheld weapon and a gold wound badge, meaning that he has been wounded in combat at least five times. I mean, I think that there was care put into that. I mean, obviously, like those were picked yeah. for a reason. So it kind of leads me
0: thinking maybe he had like a change of heart towards that's, the end. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say because through my research, I found even more evidence that he was a part of the resistance. So um, oh well, let's start bringing up talk. Let's talk about it because I'm so. Like, I'm kind of on the other side at the moment. So I listened to our aunts over at We Explain Movies. They did a whole spoiler episode on Jojo Rabbit. And they were actually part of my research. And they brought up some really great points. And I'll go over more of them later. But for this specific one, they brought up the fact that he mentions when he's like first introducing himself to all of the kids. He says in an accident that was totally preventable when he's referencing his eye. And they thought that it was like, oh, that means that he did it on purpose like he he purposefully hurt himself so that he wouldn't have to fight anymore i think there's substance in that and then re-watching it he the, the pool scene where they're in the pool and jojo comes up to them after he does the his like therapy with uh, rebel wilson he's teaching the boys water warfare training in case they ever need to go to a battle in a swimming pool and and then you see like all of these like young boys lining up with their backpacks jumping into the water and then flailing not knowing what to do and it's like clearly you are not teaching these kids anything of substance you're not like like who's going to be in combat in the pool and i saw that that's a really like, this good is point. so clearly yeah like you're you're not doing anything for these kids
1: okay well then let's let's map this out then he was probably a faithful nazi for a while right right to get all those medals and then maybe his injury or meeting um, Jojo's mom or, or whatever changed him in some regard. And now he's stuck teaching the Hitler youth. And you're right. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know enough about the teachings that, that like the Nazis got to refute the fact that like I don't know if that that's really factual that they really jumped into pools and, and, <laughs> and did swim training for little boys. Yeah. But like – if it did, is ridiculous. It's one hundred percent ridiculous, stupid. and and yeah. almost every turn, Taika tries to uh, and succeeds uh, very well to point out how ridiculous yeah. the Nazis were. Like right. that scene with um, I think what is what is his name?
0: Stephen Merchant, a really tall guy. Uh, I know who you're talking about. He's like. He looks like a, a like a Frankenstein monster or like a Dracula or something. <laughs> when he came in,
1: and he's actually they, – they made him to look even taller. I think he's, <laughs> they said he had to stand on a box. They say Heil um, Hitler like 31 times in like a minute. Yeah, yeah. Again, just to point out how fucking ridiculous these – Absurd. Uh, yeah, like these traditions are. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad though that – we worked out a timeline for sam rockwell because i was really confused at that moment i'm like when i saw the 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 badges i'm like wait okay so i mean they went out fighting still fighting allies yeah but they were dressed in the pink symbols which yeah yeah, Yeah. well allies like the allied forces yeah that's what they called like people who were fighting against germany but, like, they were wearing the pink triangles, which we alluded – we said, like, we know what they mean. But for people who don't know what that means, um, yeah. gay men were – brand or, gay yeah, gay people were branded with that. I wrote that down just to, to bring up, and I don't know where I even it's, put it in
0: my notes. I just thought about it. I was about to do the same thing because I think uh, when I was listening to our aunts, I think one of the girls didn't know – what that meant, and I feel like you know, growing up gay, it was you know so obvious. Like I knew about that, but I kind of didn't realize that. Wait, maybe you're maybe gay? The general public didn't. I did. I am. Yeah, actually. Fuck. Yeah, just yesterday I chose to. Uh, oh, I can't do this podcast with you anymore. Switch so, <laughs> sides. No, uh, I'm the only gay in this village. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to to bring that up as well because I was like gobsmacked. I was like, what? People don't know. So yes, the purple the purple triangles are pink triangles. Purple, the pink triangles. Pink triangles. Yeah, that was, that was a very very clear call out to uh, to the fact that they were homosexuals. Yeah,
1: butt pirates. That's
0: what they called them. Thank God, I don't know. I just made that
1: up. I mean, I didn't make up the term butt pirates. I made that up that they called them that. I'm just still looking through my notes. I can't. F- I totally wrote that down, y'all. I was writing notes down and then they all fucking disappeared, and I, I had like a good amount of research and I had to redo it. Yeah, so you had to copy mine. I did. Yeah, I just it was like, Jordan, uh, <laughs> let me peek on your paper. <laughs> that's how I got through high school. Not with you. I didn't know you in high school, but like other people. Like, let me have your paper. I would take Alex's paper. Alex, who's one of my best friends, <laughs> I would just take her paper and scratch her name out it and, and write my name and turn it <laughs> in.
0: I'm like, I that don't know where
1: your paper went, Alex. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all. No, that's fake, too. I'm just making shit up at this point because I am. Um, Fumbling
0: through my notes, what else do you have, Jordan? I'm actually going to go into we explain movies um, because there's only a few more points there. Go listen to that episode because it's great, and you know,
1: you know, I can't honestly like I can't believe I didn't. There's no disrespect, like I just saw this movie not too long ago. And I just like, compl- like, I remembered that they did that. And I was like, yeah. oh, I want to watch the movie before I see that one, because that's like one of the ones that I actually like want to see with yeah. my own eyes first and then watch it. And then I just completely forgot. So I'm sorry, aunties,
0: but um, I will certainly <laughs> watch that. It's it's very it's very enlightening. And I the whole time and I've run into this all the time listening to other podcasts like the whole time. I'm like, yes, yes. And I like want to jump into the conversation and like keep talking with them. But, you know, obviously I can't. Uh, But they brought up a really a lot of really great points Um, and they brought up and this is a movie that I thought I was probably like one of 10 people in the whole world that had seen this movie because I never hear people talk about it. Are you familiar with the movie Life is Beautiful? Um, I've heard of it. I'm immediately thinking
1: that it's like about the same sort of subject matter, right? Is is It's about the war. It's about it's about the Holocaust. I've not seen it, though. I, see, I can't watch
0: Holocaust movies. Like, this was a comedy. You know what I mean? I, like, well, I think the point was that um, someone was saying that, like, Inglourious Bastards is probably the first movie to sort of turn the Holocaust into, or, like, skew yeah. the Holocaust into, like, a comedy. And someone else brought up, no, life is beautiful was a movie that did that as well. And I I was like, Oh my God, I was just thinking that like, that's the only other Holocaust movie. Tell me about it. Save for, save for boy in the striped pajamas. No, fuck that movie. You told me about that. No, don't read that book. Don't watch that movie. Terrible. Uh, Life is Beautiful. It's about this dad and this son. They're sent to a concentration camp. And really the the whole movie is about the dad trying to turn the things that were happening to them into something fun so that his son wasn't scared or, you know, really realizing the situation that he was in. And it's really the focus is on the father. Um, They lose their mom. uh, They get separated. Um, so it's really, it's really just, I think I watched it in high school, so it's been very, very long, but, um, I, you know, I remember enough of it for it to have stuck with me. The ending is sad. Obviously it's really, it's a very dark subject, but it's told in a, in a comedic way. Like it's, it's the relationship with the dad and the son. And, um, okay. it's an interesting watch.
1: I think we need like, obviously, um, and glorious pastors is the greatest, uh, war movie ever in my opinion. <laughs> um, and actually has like a really happy ending, yeah. Um, like I okay, let me just say this two things really quick, and they're kind of off topic, but like uh, I'm on, I just like have Twitter pulled up, and I keep glancing over and seeing quarantine life. is one of the hashtags, and I keep thinking it says Quentin Tarantino, and I'm like, why is Quentin Tarantino trending? Oh my god! And I'm like super excited. Like, tell me he's making Cobble. Okay, and then um, the uh, the second one is that. Um Tarantino can kill everyone in the room and it's still a happy ending. I don't know why he just like <laughs> it's still I just leave like smiling um and then go, going back to just the comment on like that's the best war movie in my opinion, this particular movie though uh has a happy ending and I'm now I'm thinking because of the fact that the the other happiest World War II movie that you can think of, is Life is Beautiful, which sounds absolutely awful. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that Taika made a movie with a happy ending rather than them going out there and getting shot or something like that, which may have been more realistic. I don't know, but yeah, I'm glad that they're just happy.
0: Yeah, I almost want to – because I want to watch that movie now again, and I kind of want to I want to watch it with you, so maybe I'll put that on the list or something. Um <laughs> But one of the last things that I wrote down, this is not like, you know, this is not ex- just what's in that episode. Go listen to it because it's great. It has a lot more stuff. But I thought it was interesting. One of them brought up that Taika is Jewish. Yeah. So it's like, what other what better fuck you to Hitler than a Jewish person portraying him? They said that I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I had no idea.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I have mean, no like, idea. Because I, you immediately think. I guess it would have to be.
1: Yeah, like what other actor could yeah. kind of get away with playing? You know what I mean? Playing Hitler right, like right, that, yeah. but yeah. like a Jewish person doing it, it just feels less like of uh of a, of an issue of, of like
0: controversy of something that would right. get someone canceled nowadays. Yeah, yeah. That's all I have on that. Go listen to their episode, and uh, I hope you girls are safe. Yeah,
1: yeah. I hope that. All of our listeners are are safe. If you are sick and have coronavirus, um, we have like thirty something episodes that you could. Been
0: so true. Yeah. And there's a movie attached to each of them. Yes. that you should watch and listen. And I assure you, I assure you that if you
1: watch all of them and watch or and listen to all of our episodes, um, you will be
0: cured. <laughs> Oh, so this is for people with coronavirus? Yeah,
1: like you're not. Yeah. Uh, we're, there's like a big thing about spreading misinformation about coronavirus
0: online. So I don't want to. That's not real, but you might. I mean, you try could try it. it. Yeah, yeah, give it a try. Who knows? I feel like I feel like watching all the movies and listening would probably take you like two weeks anyway. So exactly, who's to exactly. say that it's not the cure? You know, I, I don't know. We should call um, up some scientists and get them to. <laughs> The
1: CDC. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry. Yes.
0: <laughs> what other research did you have? Oh, oh, oh this is cool. Tyga was kind of
1: sensitive about the the idea of like of actually like seeing people like hanging. So that's why he just showed the feet in that situation. Well, there's okay two parts of this. One, um, if you go back and look, there's actually a lot of shots that show her shoes, show Scarlett yeah, Johansson's yeah. shoes before. So we like would recognize that those were her feet because it's you know it's a it's a silent scene. It's not like he's like mom or um, yeah,
0: and he goes to not, it, it, him going to tie the shoes was heartbreaking. Oh my god, that was I audibly gasped when yeah. that happened. That I did not see that coming at all. That was oh, such yeah. such a strong moment in that movie. I, he did say something
1: that was actually like really emotionally resonant. He said that we don't as an audience don't deserve to get to have that moment that jojo has with his mom when he's looking at her face that's why we never see you know what i mean it was like that connection oh, wow. was just between yeah. them
0: yeah and it was yeah and it was a punch that i i again never saw coming and certainly didn't know beautifully crafted uh so i did some research on like actual nazi youth cuz i wanted to see if this whole like boy scouts thing was an actual thing i don't know if like it's common knowledge that it was uh but i didn't know like to the extent how accurate this movie was and apparently as pretty accurate. Um, It was very similar to what the movie portrayed. Uh, You know, there were separated boys and girls. Boys were taught combat and trained in armed forces. Um, And then there were a few groups for Nazi girls. And just like the movie portrayed, the girls uh, were responsible for learning domestic duties and motherhood. Um, And an article that I read said that they did like gymnastics and swimming and cooking and singing and farming and stuff. But it was all for the purposes of staying home and caring for their future husbands and children which is terrible i don't like the guy's position either (laughs)
1: like i don't (laughs) want to go out there and get shot either so yeah
0: yeah. it's like
1: this it's just it's so crazy like being targeted with like propaganda at that age like i didn't know what the hell i was doing at that age you know what i mean yeah like but then having to think about the the war and be being taught that this man that is leading us is this god and we have to it's just nuts to me that like a it ten is. year old
0: would be taught this kind of shit that's really to clarify that that's really what it was it was propaganda and much like the movie I know this is this felt like it was brought up several times but like the reason that Jojo was in this was to prove himself and it was because he wanted to feel purpose and he wanted to feel like uh, like Elsa said he wanted he was just like uh, he wanted to be in the big boys club. And according to this article, which I'll link below, obviously um, it really was like that. It was sort of like um, at, at 10 years old, you were tested (laughs) for racial purity. And uh, if you passed, you were encouraged to join this group. And, uh, no one wanted us to be the odd one out. Like it, it, it was something. It that, was like you know, peer pressure. It was a cool thing to do. Pretty much, exactly, yeah. And I mean, you're, um, gro- you,
1: you're growing up in this in this country uh, where it's it's just the norm. So people don't even is, know yeah. any
0: better. Right, exactly.
1: I think the character of, um, oh, Archie Yates' character, his his like friend with the glasses, the little kid. Oh, Yorkie. Yeah, he. I love like, him. I think he pointed out a lot of like the
0: how like, I don't know what I'm doing there. I'm just going yeah. with the flow. <laughs> like, yep. And even in like the most devastating points in that movie, he still had this chipper attitude. Like, yeah, this yeah. is just what we're doing. This yeah. is just, you know, it's my duty. So
1: he's he going to be him. the new
0: home alone kid. I love that. I think that's amazing. He's adorable. I love He yeah. is. And a, a part of my research said that he looks like a young Nick Frost and I could not agree more. <gasps> oh like, gosh. like, like <laughs> yeah. clear as day. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so uh, this, you know, at 10 years old, you were picked up um, and you kind of moved along the ranks as you got older and it eventually became something where you were sort of expected to do it. Like at first it was a voluntary basis, but I mean, you know, towards the end of the war you were expected to, or you had to, it was mandatory. Um, But by 1936, there were over 5.4 million kids enrolled. That's crazy. So it is crazy. But
1: uh, did America do, I know we had like the draft, but we didn't. Like, I don't feel like my grandparents were, like, taught this shit when they were 10 years old or whatever.
0: I do think the idea of patriotism was much stronger back in our grandparents' generation than it is now. Yeah. Uh, So I'm sure it was sort of something similar where you're like, uh, yeah, I'm going to go fight for my country. Yeah, yeah, it's it's less alarming to
1: me because it's America and not, you know, Germany. (laughs) And, like, nothing wrong with Germany now, but, like... You know what I mean? Nazi occupied Germany. Yeah. Um, Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. I I thought it was interesting because I I literally looked up like Nazi youth, uh, you know, Nazi youth camps, that kind of thing. And that's that's what they said. It was like it was something to be proud of. It was something that you kind of, um, you know, you looked up to your, you know, older siblings or something. And it was really a source of pride. And I was like, that really got through in the movie. So clearly they uh, they did the research. So, yeah. Totally, totally. Oh, uh, yeah. one thing, and this could—I
1: kind of, don't know if you have anything else to say, but um I do not. This could end it because it kind of ends the movie. Um, I didn't realize this, but it was pointed out to me we, after. Because I thought after they announce that uh, Hitler has killed himself, I thought Jojo was just going to stop. imagining i thought I would yeah. be like, well, that would be interesting that he just kind of goes away. But I actually liked it. It was a stronger thing for him to actually cast him out. Yeah, he needed enclosure, um, And, and, it, and it, it kind of um, drove home the idea that this is not Hitler. It is Jojo's perception of Hitler, a 10-year-old yeah. boy's perception of this superhero kind of guy. In the last scene, he has a gunshot wound in his head, and I didn't notice that. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's because Hitler killed himself, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jojo heard that he got shot or that he shot himself and and that's his yeah and he actually put it he mapped that onto taika i was like oh my god i can't believe i didn't notice that and it was it was cool that he was able to cast him out at the end i think that was important for yeah. jojo's character to then be able to go
0: and dance in the street yeah and close that door um figuratively of course is that where hitler shot himself in his head yeah yeah and he killed himself. I didn't see it? it. I mean, I didn't the, see his
1: gunshot wound. I thought I read a gunshot wound in the head. I feel like that's like the best place to shoot yourself. Not don't shoot yourself,
0: guys. But like, I feel like I feel like if you were going to shoot yourself, that would be the best place. Probably. But I, I guess I was just wondering the accuracy of of the suicide. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter.
1: I don't know. I honestly, you know what I thought? Like I genuinely, I'm I'm stupid. I I don't know why I thought this, but I for some reason I thought he like killed himself in like a gas chamber or something. I don't know where I heard that. Mm. Um, my my Hitler knowledge is lacking, unfortunately. If you don't know your history, you're bound to repeat it. You think I'm going to turn it into Hitler? I you know it's a possibility. like there's no, I can't even joke. Like I can't even like say like
0: a funny retort to that. It's got to be like, okay, I won't. I promise. (laughs) Yeah. We should, that was yeah. a dark turn. It was not supposed to. Love everyone.
1: Uh, please listen to all of our episodes. Um, thank you for your patience when it comes to us finishing episodes. I'm still in a great deal of, of
0: pain trying to keep this thing going um i miss this it's been a while since we recorded and i'm like i miss this process this is this has been fun yeah talking to
1: you is one of the things that i still feel like i can actually like do a lot of the things that i normally do i can't do with this injury and i uh i'm glad that i'm able to still talk to you about movies good (laughs) i was waiting for like okay yeah i'm so glad too
0: It honestly feels so great to get back into recording. It has been too long. Uh, I hope you guys had as much fun listening as we had recording. And if you want to hear more or are interested in staying updated with our channel, you can visit our website at take3amp.com. Or we are on all major social media sites at Take3AMP, and those are all the number three. And as always, we would love it if you could leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us reach more listeners and lets us know how we're doing. It costs absolutely nothing and helps us tremendously. And we cannot thank you guys enough if you've already done that. So thank you so, so much for the support. Uh, Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, stay inside, and wash your damn hands.